San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. Heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear this show live as it airs. And we are free on iTunes if you search the title to the show. And also, uh, iWaitMoney.com, we have all the commercial-free podcasts. Time to introduce now the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's an accomplished marathon runner, a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? Did I say, um, did um, I say CPA extraordinary? I always like Yeah, to... you said CPA extraordinary. Okay, I like to lead with that. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, how are you tonight? I'm good, Joe. Yeah, this is Summer's great. over. It is. You know, it's cooling down a little bit, but uh, don't worry. So, you know, we usually get a little uh, Santa Ana in September, October, and uh, just yeah. be careful that, you know, with the matches out there, folks, because we certainly don't want uh, uh, another big wildfire like we've the last couple. We, actually, we've had, I think, three that I can remember, right? Because we had some one. big ones. Yeah. But um, anyway, pretty cool. We're into the home stretch in baseball. Let's hope the Cubs can keep it going. <laughs> I think they're in the playoffs, Joe. They are in the playoffs. Um, the Padres are not. But, you know, they, no, they are not. I know they beat Boston in the first game this week. We'll see. Of course, we don't know the outcome yet of the series. But in any case, uh, yeah, World Series time is always kind of – it just kind of bums me out, though, that sometimes – Are you going to get tickets if the Cubs make it? Um, well, I'm not going to fly to Chicago. and say, It depends who they play. They're not playing in San Diego. We know that. No. <laughs> so no, I, I don't know if I'm going to go – I know. I think my brothers uh, might go to one or more of the games, though, because they've been – big fans. So Long suffering. We'll, we'll see. Anyways, uh, I just want to thank Sharon Lee Master for inviting me to the presentation last week at the home of uh, Annie um, um, from, from uh, Navarra from Jerome's Furniture. Um, she had a nice presentation with Tiffany PQ, who runs um, Challenge Center out in La Mesa. You said you're familiar with them a little bit. Yeah, they're bit. Out, out in East County. Boy, they are doing great work uh, helping people with uh, spinal cord and brain injuries and strokes who are paralyzed. And, and um, you know, doctors have written a lot of these people off, and, and they are, uh, you know, getting them to walk again and, and get their lives back. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. So that was quite a, quite a compelling presentation. And I guess Paul Reiser is coming here in October for their annual gala, and I'll more about that later. So, but Paul Palmer was there, who's former sales manager from, for KFMB Radio. You mm-hmm. remember Colonel Cuffmub, right? Colonel Cuffmub. From the old Hudson and Bauer days. Boy, that goes back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he is consent. He, he listens to our show. He likes it. So hi, Paul. And uh, we're going to have him on the show, I think, by the before the year is out. I'd love to have him Good. on. And then just a quick thank you to Lynn Bruiser and Mike Bruiser, who had a wonderful party uh, Saturday night. It was really a terrific time. And Bill and Michelle and a lot of friends were there. It was really ex- excellent. So without further delay, Richard, we've got uh, two guests tonight. And in studio right now, we have the CEO of ELM which you will explain what that is, Elite Lifestyle Management. And her name is Michelle St. Clair. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Our absolute pleasure. Yeah, this, pleasure. Is, this is our high net worth show, Joe. Yes, it is. I'm looking ahead at her beautiful. Because our second guest is our sponsor, Brenda Geiger. Absolutely. So, uh, Michelle, tell us about you and how you got involved in the, uh, the concierge lifestyle management business. It looks uh, pretty, like, and it is an elite-looking brochure and website. So, Thank you. Well, <laughs> uh, most of our members are high net worth uh, individuals, and uh-huh. we're a membership-based specialty concierge service. We're mm-hmm. headquartered here in San Diego, although we service clients all around the country. Um, the primary, uh, um, our primary members are headquartered here in uh, 
in San Diego and throughout California. Um, we have different tiers of memberships, and basically we handle any and every lifestyle-related task that might be from um, you know, day-to-day errands, picking up dry cleaning, grocery shopping, sourcing a caregiver, to uh, organizing a last-minute private jet, to um, a client had asked us to figure out how he can fly his own private plane into Cuba just to fish for two days. So um, describing what we do in um, the sense of putting it into categories is a little bit difficult because um, it's it's different each and every day. And because of the different tiers of memberships that we have and the different types of members that we have, um, we get a lot of different types of requests on the the luxury scale, uh, so to speak. I can imagine. Well, but, but, but before you talk about yeah, that, how, how, how did you get into this business? I yeah, mean, tell us about without your, too much of your history. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you, but must, a little bit. you must go back many years with hospitality and and, and, and uh, taking care of high net worth people. So, yeah, give us, give, us about your, uh, give us a little bit about your history. That would be great. Well, I founded the company in uh, 2014. Prior to that, uh, I did event planning and... Um, mm. I don't know how I stumbled across the the, uh, the concept of private concierge. I didn't really know that this uh, industry was out there. Um, I believe I was just flipping through a book in a bookstore randomly, and something popped out at me about a concierge service for men. And See, Joe, um, I told you bookstores are never going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> you always learn something. It well, served a purpose. Well, for that's me. what an entrepreneur does. They see a need or a problem, and they come up with a solution. So, right? And yeah. So that um, that thought just kind of stuck in my head for a few days, and I started researching what uh, a private concierge was, and uh, I come to find out that um, American Express Black outsources their concierge to companies like ours, but on a much larger global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are private concierge companies. So. Um, uh, Upon further research, I found that there was nothing like that uh, south of Los Angeles. Hmm. And um, yeah, I think of what you do is relating, for example, to the entertainment industry in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, Burbank, mm-hmm. but, but certainly not south of here. Right, and um, uh, we are. There's a lot of high net worth individuals here in, mm-hmm. in Southern California. Obviously, I mean, the biotech capital and. Um, so you were working in in the hotel industry uh, originally, or. No, uh, no, uh, no hotel experience, but... Um, I mean, what did you do before you started? Events. Events, yeah. okay. Event, event planning, plan. yeah, but um, what we handle, it's very different than when you... Was it on San Diego, though? Did you start here? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's very different than what you would think of a traditional hotel concierge or a lobby concierge because it goes so much further beyond that. That's why we say we're lifestyle management and luxury concierge service. So how'd you go about getting your first client? Because obviously that's... Uh, the first big deal is getting success with right. So when right. we when we started, we just started with our our private membership, which uh, which is called Club Elm. It's like our most elite kind of flagship membership. Um, it's consists of CEOs, entrepreneurs, sports players, uh, people that are just cash rich and time poor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um, yeah, time poor. I think is the key word there. <laughs> because yeah, uh, time poor. So. Um, I don't remember how we got our first client. I think um, it was through an ad that we had run in one of the local high-end uh, magazines. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, he's he's still our client today, and he's um, our favorite client. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, salt of the earth gentleman. But mm-hmm. he, he walks into our office, and, you know, he's got his alligator shoes and his alligator bag, and he's just a southern <laughs> gentleman. He pulls up in his Rolls Royce, and 
and he says, I have an American Express Black and I have a personal assistant. I've been looking for a company just like this. I just wanted to make sure that you guys were real people. Where do I sign up? That's How about that? And, um, you know, we've been very um, important in his life in the sense of just kind of being the glue that holds his lifestyle together because he has multiple residences around the country uh, and... You know, yeah, a lot of us regular folk can't even relate to the, I mean, this is the upper echelon, right, with homes all over the world, uh, for, families for to this, deal with, maybe multiple specific, families. <laughs> yes, for this specific membership it is. Uh, so these are, the, these are the members that we get the, you know, requests for private planes and, um, you know, last minute tickets to Hamilton that are going to cost $25,000 and they need them within two hours. So those types of requests come from... Have there, have, have there been any clients that have been so di- difficult that you said, well, this this isn't going to work for us or whatever, or, or um, haven't you had that experience yet? Because um, I'm thinking Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of different personalities, um, but, you know, we, we have difficult clients that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just have certain mentalities, certain expectations, but um, we're very professional and okay. discreet in everything that we do, so we don't... We don't uh, Sometimes that's what they like. These people are in such a, you know, they want to. Well, t- Joe, t- time is the key thing. Yeah. I think I think most people don't realize that very wealthy individuals and wealthy families. Yeah, but some are very demanding, Richard. You know, they're this. very demanding. But the one thing they simply don't have is time. Right. Especially if you're running but a the skill successful set that, business. The skill set that Michelle has, though, she just lets the water run off her back or whatever you want to call it. And uh, but anyway, more about. Well, she's that. got the relationship. <laughs> we'll be back with Michelle St. Clair from Lifestyle Elite 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 Lifestyle, lifestyle management. management. That's so right. Clubelm.com. We'll be right back. All right, we're getting smart with CEO Michelle St. Clair of Elite Lifestyle Management. Let's give the website again, Richard, clubelm.com. That's which, it. Which is easy enough. Easy very, enough. Bre- uh, very prestigious looking, I must say. Thank so you. Great, great yeah, website. So we were talking about our, um, you know, the luxurious tasks that we do for our uh, high-end clients, but um, we started reaching out, um, you know, once we got established with with those clients and that membership to corporations and um, wealth management firms, uh, high-end realtors, and um, they provide our services to their clients as a perk. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly wealth management firms, it seems to kind of be our, our niche. Um, mm-hmm. Corporations that are looking to, you know, provide something really unique to their clients as an acquisition and retention tool. And, yeah, uh, employee benefits to the high ranking executive exactly who yeah. have no so, time and this is a, a really unique offering i mean you're you're basically giving your clients their most valuable asset which is time mm-hmm. um but then also companies are trying to become more creative nowadays in retaining their employees that aren't even necessarily high net worth individuals and uh, they're providing concierge to their employees now so um just expanding upon our our membership offerings there the types of requests that we've gotten have um slowly started evolving so we'll get requests um you know for somebody looking for a new auto insurance quote or um you know um assistance in planning their son's we're talking about party. something that takes time that's getting a new auto insurance quote right so i mean that you can have, wreck a whole day yeah exactly i mean at the end of the day we are saving time um whether that's a, a high net worth individual's time or average joe's time time is always valuable so, um, so what's been one of the more unique requests that you've had that uh, you, that you that, can disclose that, in public? That, yeah, that, that they threw at you like something you never handled before. But, uh, you know, I know with Frank Sinatra, they were filming 
they were filming a movie on the East Coast, and they said, oh, tonight let's have chili from Chasen's. So they had to fly in some chili cross-country <laughs> on a plane, on a j- private jet. So, I mean, have you had anything like that? Um, well, one of – we've gotten some – yeah, we've gotten some random requests. Somebody had requested a car service um, to drive their beekeeper around for the day. Um, the request that, that – um, for somebody to fly their own private plane into Cuba to fish for two days, which isn't exactly legal. That was um, very time-consuming and interesting. Um, <laughs> somebody had called us um, at 4 o'clock on a Thursday and said that they were leaving the country in five days and their passport was expired. Oh, great. And um, so Must have been one of my daughters because that actually hey, happened to me. Expedite the expedite. I had right? my, youngest oh, daughter, yeah. my youngest daughter actually got stuck in Switzerland for a week when she was nine because her passport had expired. And, of course, the U.S. officials didn't notice it. And, then of course, the Italian officials could care less because that's Italy. <laughs> but you know, how, you know how the Swiss are punctual and precise? Uh-huh. They're like, your passport's expired. You can't leave the country. So I had to send a bunch of stuff to the embassy in Switzerland to get oh my, my nine-year-old out of Switzerland. Oh, my gosh. Who was she over there with? Visiting, <laughs> visiting family and friend. Really? But yeah, well, she'll never forget. On an expired passport. She won't, she won't forget that trip. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so. Um, but, well, flying into Cuba, I mean, that, did you have to use uh, any... Um, I guess political connection. Well, was that before you could actually fly into Cuba? That was when they just opened. Just li- okay. Yeah, they just started kind of uh, open relations. Then y- yes, mm-hmm. but you still had to go in under a tour, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't go in for leisure reasons. So, um, without you know delving too much into that, um, that was something that we were able to facilitate. Uh, you can't just call the Cuban consulate, which is in Washington D.C. They right. don't pick up the phone. Anyone's welcome to to try if they want to spend six hours of their life uh, on hold. But we did find somebody to actually um, walk into the Cuban consulate and, um, you know, get the requested forms. So, so, so did your uh, client catch any fish? I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> if he went. <laughs> so, Michelle, you must have some amazing relationships in terms of the resources that you have at your fingertips. They must be beyond just San Diego, nationwide, international. It is, and um, we're our team, we're very resourceful. Um, we have... One of our clients that, um, you know, he, when he signed up, he himself is very, very connected. And um, he had asked for tickets to uh, a very exclusive party up at the um, Pebble Beach Car Show mm-hmm. 24 hours before the show. Tickets that you can't even get, you have to bid on them. And so he he told me, I thought I would just ask you guys and throw it out there and see if you could de- deliver. And um, we were able to get him three tickets, but we were able to get them even at a fraction of the cost oh, wow. that um, you would have to bid on. And so he said, you know, once you guys were able to deliver, well, first of all, the savings uh, paid for my membership. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I really understand the value in, in what you guys do at this point. And, um, you know, he'll be a client for life now. Wow. How do you handle the stress? Do you get stressed out at all? or? <laughs> um, well, no, I, I don't think so. Because these difficult requests, they don't all come in at once. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just... By nature, a really organized person. I, you know, for the last ten years, I start my day off with a list. And if we got that temperament, we can keep calm in a storm. You obviously, that's the probably one of your your biggest assets in this whole industry. I would it, think, it, right? It, being organized, being resourceful, building good relationships, um, and uh, I mean, just. I mean, I, I can imagine you get a call come in and, you know, some weird request. It's like, you know, okay, just get to work on. We this, do, right? and it's <laughs> funny because we we have. Um, different 
relationships with each of our members. They all have very different personalities, and, mm-hmm. and we're a boutique firm. We don't ever want to get the American Express contract. Right. We want to stay boutique in nature and provide really high-quality service to our members. And um, so we really enjoy getting to know their personalities. And so when somebody calls in, they still feel the need to give their name, even though we recognize their voice. And it's just so fun getting to know their personalities because some people are just so eccentric. Down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to use a politically correct word. <laughs> the, the thing I found with notable people, they're either pretty well grounded or pretty far out there. And, you know, there's usually, well, you, no, there's usually no in between. Your brochure used a, a term that I've never seen in any of the brochure. It was bon vivant. Yes. Bon vivant? Yes. Rock on tour, bon vivant. I've heard that. Just, they they <laughs> I like have that. money. They like to travel. They yeah. enjoy the finer things in life. But, um, but again, we, we handle things like walking a dog and picking mm-hmm. up a prescription, any and everything. So it's sort of like Mission Impossible some days. You, you come into the office and you open up the envelope to see what your job is. We are, we are. We are fixers and connectors and problem solvers. And, um, yeah. And I see you right down on Fifth Avenue there. What's the cross street there, 21? I'm trying Hawthorne. To We're Hawthorne. right next to Balboa Park. Oh, so oh. you're Bankers Hill. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Bankers Hill. Oh, you're right near. Uh, it's an Kuchina. up-and-coming neighborhood. Kuchina. Not absolutely. Kuchina Urbana's right up mm-hmm. there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. That's a, that's an up-and-coming neighborhood and, right now. And Park and Lower. Yeah, Banker. I just bank, essentially Bankers Hill. Bankers I think, Hill. right? Or Bankers Hill. That's one of my favorite restaurants, actually. Which one is that? Bank- it's called Bankers Hill. It's really? the same owner as uh, Market in Del Mar. I didn't. Oh, even, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Have to check that out. That's <laughs> yeah, a little hidden so, gem. So, can you grow to a large size or? By being boutique in nature and having very unique um, clients, do you have to sort of like limit the amount of clients you have? Um, right now, we we're, we're able to expand um, and handle. We'll be able to handle the the requests that come in because if, if somebody was to bring us, say, you know, a portfolio of a hundred of their employees, mm-hmm. not all of those employees are going to utilize the service. If you look at yeah. um, American Express Black, or I believe the uh, Mexican version is the Centurion card, or I forget mm-hmm. what the name of it is, but that has the highest usage rate mm-hmm. in all of credit cards, and I believe their usage rate is something in like, you know, the low 20s or high teens okay. of usage mm-hmm. rates. Um, so just because of, uh, we might have a lot of clients is, doesn't mean that all of them are utilizing us. Hmm. Now, we mentioned uh, at the break, Richard, that there's a, a an automobile or car event coming up with our next guest at yes. our office. Uh, and do we want to talk about that now? Maybe well, we'll talk put, about that with put, Brenda. Yeah, I mean, did you want to put that out there to Michelle and, uh, and see about collaborating? or? Well, well we already have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to announce it during break. Okay, we'll, we'll announce yeah. it during But if uh, you like fancy cars, make sure you listen to the second half of the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, There'll be a lot of them there, is my understanding. So your percentage of clients, how many are from San Diego County? How many from outside? And, and who might be the furthest away? Uh, our furthest away would be Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know there were any rich people in <laughs> the music industry. <laughs> Manufacturing. Yeah. Manufacturing. Um, okay. uh, but I would say right now 90% of our clients are Southern California. Southern California. Okay. Yeah. So that's L.A. on down, right? Orange County and Orange down, County. I would say, yeah. There you go. Anyway, Michelle St. Clair, thank you for being Website, our guest. Website, one more time, Joe. Club, E-L-M, clubelm.com with Elite Lifestyle Management. And we'll be right back thank with our next, our pleasure. We'll Thanks, be back really with our appreciate next it. Stay tuned. We're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. A big thank you to all of our sponsors. We could not do this show without them. UBS, Michael Caronta, Drew Friedis, 
fact, I was texting Michael all morning this morning with UBS. Thanks, you guys. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, Signature Analytics, Jason Kruger, CPA, a great CFO service. Also more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs with Paul Polito and Don Epic. Also cost segregation initiatives and Joel Grushkin, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Of course, the Geiger Law Office, Brenda Geiger. Brenda's our next guest, so I'm not going to say too much about that, but she does have a couple of events we're going to talk about, so listen up. California Republic Bank with Sean Puckett and Lane Elliott, a great niche market bank serving wealthy families and high net worth individuals. Location in UTC. Also, just spoke with him this morning as well, Neil Staley with Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance, a great employee benefits firm. Of course, open enrollment is coming up for many, many firms and companies. So Hub International can really, really help. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group helping to help wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Also, Paul Hines, who heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And Paul, of course, also is the lead with SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, getting rid of financial elder abuse. So big thank you to Paul. Also, Nathan Watkins, our mortgage broker. Nathan is just changing companies, so I can't announce his new name until next week. And last but not least, Carl Sheeler is back, Joe, but he's got a really cool venture going on in Durango, Colorado called Two Bears Ranch. Check uh. out that website. More on that later. I was just up there checking things out. I did get back alive. I was telling that story, <laughs> but won't repeat it on air. And then I know some of you are getting hungry listening to me blather on. So, Joe, what can those listeners do? Well, they can get over one of the Lestat's locations. Uh, the coffee houses are in Normal Heights, uh, uh, University Heights, and a new one on, uh, in Hillcrest on University Avenue. They're open 24-7, 365. Of course, the, one in, the newer one will get there in a couple, three more weeks, apparently. But uh, always great coffee, great food, great ambiance. And the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle, Michelle Ciccarelli-Lirac, was recently on the show with her panel. And they'll be on again in the fall, I believe, with a show about uh, seafood. And finally, the Patio Restaurant Group, uh, all those great, and Gina Champion Kane, all the great uh, locations, the original patio uh, on Lamont and PB, the one in Mission Hills there on Goldfinch. Goldfinch. Uh, she has the whole left field bleacher area in, in Petco Park with uh, serving her food. A new restaurant, the Harvest, uh, opening downtown. Saskas, of course, she bought. And then um, um, uh, the Fireside and Liberty Station. So anyway, thank she's been busy. She has been very busy. And, of course, uh, thanking her for all the great uh, Padre games that she invites us to. The so, Padres never have great games. <laughs> well, she, yeah, but when, you, when you're in her suite, it doesn't matter who's Indeed. playing. <laughs> but uh, in any case, Richard, if people want to find out more about our sponsors, they can get over to our website, iymoney.com. There is a sponsor tab with a drop-down menu, and all the information about them is there. Yeah, and, and we're putting up a really cool a charity event that Sean Puckett is doing um, in October. That's going to be up on the website, so is check that, that the, out. Boys to Men, the 100 Wave Challenge. Sean is going to surf 100 waves in a day to raise some money. Okay. <laughs> voice to That's all, Joe, that is a lot of ways. I hope he manage. has his earplugs in because I know he's been having, you know. I told him do lots of push-ups. He's getting surfed surf here. So. Well, he's down in Tavarua practicing. Yeah. but I know Must lot, be nice. And a lot of them been working with, with you for many, many years with great success. We know Longer that. Longer than I care to right. disclose. Now on to uh, our Brenda next, Geiger, our next our next guest, Richard. You always you got to have a little drama. No, I got, Brenda. I got to ask you a question. Did you, <laughs> did you drive the GTO down? I did not. No, oh, she she just got a GTO from what year? Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Can you imagine? Anyway, Brenda Geiger, folks, for your information, if you haven't heard before, she is one of the premier estate and business planning attorneys in town her, with a growing law firm in North County. So, welcome to the show again, Brenda. Thank you. I'm just so <laughs> to pleased make, to be here. To make it formal. <laughs> We're so formal. Yeah. 
What's this big car event that's coming up at your at your firm? Tell us about that quickly. Well, you know, I got to tell you the story of the GTO first. Ah, so okay. um, there's a, a little bit of tragedy, but happiness in the end. And that was that I had a family member, a close family member back in Wisconsin, where I'm from, that passed away seven years ago. Mm. And his wife finally is now selling the 50-acre farm and the car that was his. And, you know, this car was just baby. It only has 50,000 miles on it. <laughs> Whoa. And it's uh, What year is this? It's a 1968. <laughs> it's 1,000 miles a year. <laughs> it's got a 400 cubic inch engine with the, the four barrel. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's a nice car, nice sway, sway bar in the back. It's just a beautiful car. Anyway, so. What color is it? It's that bright orange. Ah, can't miss it. Wow. Yeah, you cannot miss this car. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking of the monkeys or something for some reason. <laughs> they, I think they drove a customized. Anyway. So she uh, finally was willing to sell it. I saw on Facebook, and I thought, okay, you can't sell this to anybody but a family member. So I called her up, and I said, hey, will you sell me this car? And she did, and I got it transported out here um, probably about three months ago, two months ago. And uh, unfortunately, I've already put 600 miles on the car. Whoa. Because <laughs> the kids keep Just making me take them to ever. school. Yeah. And everywhere else are in the there car. Se- are there seat belts in it? Or Yes. Yeah. I'm not allowed on the freeway, though. Just over the lap, though. They don't have the over-the-shoulder seat No, belt, just right? on the lap. So wow. husband said, no on the freeway with kids. Any yeah. FM radio? No. <laughs> well, it does, actually. Oh, you put a custom somebody, somebody did that. They yeah. customized it? Yeah, before he had it. It was he's like the second owner, I think. Does it have an eight-track thing in there or no? <laughs> no, it's actually <laughs> pretty eight-track, Joe. <laughs> No, I mean, okay. Yeah. So you, obviously, you can customize these things as time yeah. goes on, right? But that's the only thing that's not original in the car, so that's kind of cool. So on October seventh, you're having some friends and clients bring out their cool cars, right? Yeah. So um, I'm going to bring the car down there. Um, we've got a couple of other sponsors, including you. The radio show, actually. The radio show yeah. and uh, Bestver Trust. Um, and uh, I, might, I might bring the AMG up in case you want to raise. Nice. So, so it's your car collectible uh, uh, exhibition, I guess you would call it, right? Or yeah, yeah. I've got some clients and colleagues that have uh, cars that they enjoy, both exotic and classic. So we thought, you know, let's host an event where we can have a, a small educational component to it, how to protect your investment. Mm-hmm. You know. Beyond just not taking them on the freeway. Yeah, beyond just not taking them on the freeway. Them. How not to get the thing stolen or if it does get stolen. Oh, oh by the way, my, my daughter Demi, who just turned 20, finally got her driver's license. All oh, right. Okay. So Glory. I'm warning everybody in San Jose, look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll do fine. Now, is this event going to be on your website too or not quite sure yet, the uh, the car thing? Or is that more um, of a, just a private, by private invitation? Well, if they want to come, they need to contact somebody. At your yeah, office. yeah. If, if so shout that out, somebody wants to bring their classic or exotic car to the event, I would call the office at 760-448-2220 mm-hmm. um, or email lisa at geigerlawoffice.com. That's the website. G-E-I-G-E-R. Geiger. Right. Yeah, there you and go. then you can RSVP that way. Well, I'm going to get a hold of Mr. Ellison, who has several Rolls Royces. I'm sure he'd uh, love to display a few of them. He's in that Concours d'Elegance. Am I saying it right? Concours d'Elegance? They have that every year in La Jolla down by the coast. Yeah, they also there. do one up in, um, yeah, Pebble Beach. They're all over the place. All I over think. the place. They're really cool. So that'd, that'd be kind of neat, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, Brenda, you've got another event coming up on September 20th. Yeah, yeah. A little so bit more technical. It's more technical. What's um, that all about? So we're having... Um, an event at our office for advisors and colleagues and clients. 
and it's related to a regulatory change in the Internal Revenue Code. Mm. So this affects Code Section 2704, which deals with valuation discounts for family-owned businesses, including real estate and other interests. You know, it could include even uh, brokerage accounts and other types of of assets that yeah, real estate, own. stocks, bonds, mutual funds, closely held businesses certainly. Yeah, family absolutely. Owned businesses, absolutely. <laughs> Are you going to that, Richard? I'm going. Are you presenting or speaking? You're just going to be there. No, I'm just going to hang okay. out in the corner. Okay. Like I always and do. Um, FMV is going to be there as a co-presenter as Fair well. Fair market value opinions. Lance Hall's firm, great firm. Huh. Yeah. So they're going to contribute. So it's just uh, an hour and a half event. I think. I believe it starts at twelve o'clock. It's a lunch event. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lunch event. Now, is that going to be on the website, too? Or that, that that will be. Okay. So we just haven't put it up. We'll put okay. that up later today. Okay, October 10th. All right. But why is this important? So um, let's assume I'm a wealthy individual. I'm not because I just put three kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> but hypothetically, I can dream. Let's assume I'm worth $50 million. I own a closely held business and a bunch of real estate. Why would I care about Code Section 2704? So under the current law, um, you can take that family-owned business, and you can modify it through some of the agreement terms that you have in your operating agreement, you know, um, mm-hmm. or your bylaws uh, that that state that if you put certain restrictions, um, and also for lack of marketability because it's privately held, mm-hmm. you can transfer that to maybe an irrevocable trust, maybe that benefits other family members such as children, and so, you can take a discount, and that's where... So you're F&B talking about reducing estate tax. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if you have something... Okay, so after this music... Yeah, we've got to take a little break. We'll get back... We're going to reduce some people's estate. <laughs> we'll get back with Brenda Geyer, talk about estate planning in more detail right after these announcements. Hang on. Oops. All right, we are back with Brenda Geiger from GeigerLawOffice.com. So, so Brenda, I was, I was saying, let's assume I'm worth $50 million bucks. I own a closely held business. I own a bunch of real estate. Let's assume I'm married... So that means my wife and I would only have exemption equivalents of about $11 million. So if we were both to pass away, mm-hmm. like on a plane flight out of Durango, Colorado, that lost ca- cabin pressure, <laughs> um, we'd have $39 million subject to a state tax, which would yield about a $16 million tax, which we'd be dead, so we wouldn't care, but our kids might not be really happy. Yeah. Um, and so, so you're saying that this code section has allowed people to do some gifting where you actually get discounts so that it makes the wealth transfer even more efficient. The, the government gets less and the family gets more. Yeah, yeah. So typically on a family-owned business, depending on the types of restrictions that you have in the entity that you're transferring, um, you may be able to get anywhere from a 25 to a 45% discount and also the types of assets we're mm-hmm. transferring. There's a lot of different things. That sort of depends on cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you can see on a $50 million estate, if you were even to get 30%, which is probably not too egregious in most circumstances. Probably conservative. Pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. conservative. I mean, that's a significant estate tax savings. $15 million at 40% is $6 bucks saved. Yeah. Hmm. So what? That means three little tykes can each get an extra $2 million per head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's significant. So, so, so our favorite um, government agency... The Treasury Department that sort of runs the IRS. They, they don't like this? Yeah, they, they've had this on their, their tick list for quite some time. And we thought, actually, that they were going to come out with some regulations regarding this uh, last September around Labor Day. It was Labor threatened. Day. Yeah, it was, was threatened. threatened. Yeah, yep. I think in May at some 
some event, there was somebody from the IRS yeah. that threatened something. Um, it didn't happen. So then out of kind of left, not completely left field, but a little bit out of left field. Center uh, field. <laughs> in August this year, um, we got some proposed regulations that changed the way that um, this whole code section will work. Mm. Tell me total. And, and that's not necessarily good news because if this actually goes through, it's going to significantly limit it the ability of any wealthy family or individual to transfer assets in such an efficient manner. Yes, yes. And I know you said um, someone from Fair Market Value Opinions is speaking. What, what really disturbs me, and you can comment, is out there in the real world, discounts actually do apply to fractional interest. So let's assume, for example, that you own, you, and this happens all the time, you own, say, 25% of a piece of real estate. Tell me, Brendan, is it easy to find buyers for a 25% interest in a Real estate asset? Uh, yeah, I I don't think so, especially no. if it's owned inside of an entity but, like because the other seventy five percent of the owners usually control it because they have the majority, yeah. and in many cases they're crazy wealthy people. Yeah, the kind that Michelle serves. No offense, just <laughs> but the point is, is you know who who wants to have partners that you don't even know? So yeah. out there in the real world, you would expect there to be a significant discount if somebody wanted to sell a twenty five percent interest in a piece of real estate mm-hmm. because you don't have control. You have to put up with the other owners. And, and so there truly is lack of control and lack of marketability. So it's actually a real-world thing. I think the IRS is misguided when they think this is abusive, which is what's being suggested. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And, and they face an uphill battle with this. You know, if you look at, uh, you know, legislation in the past. Well, even look at tax court cases. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The famous case Mandelbaum that Judge David Laro handled is probably the preeminent or most significant piece of work on valuation that's ever existed in this country. Yeah. And, um, well, the tax code is up to like what? 74,608 pages. Over 80,000. Oh, 80,000 now. Yeah, they added a few last week they while you're goofing by, off, Joe. By, 20, <laughs> by 2050, they say it's going to be up to 100,000 pages. My question is there, uh, there must be some conflicting elements in there. And of course, with the digital age, is it a lot easier to navigate it now with, uh, with oh, computers? Yeah. Yeah, um, and have you, found, have you found discrepancies uh, in there? Uh, frequently or no 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 but but, but Brenda here's the thing is there going to is there a due date by which we need to worry about this well they're going to have public hearings on December 1st right and they're saying that it could go into final form within 30 days Mm -hmm. I think that's probably unlikely to happen if anything you know we might have some final regulations in the second quarter of 2017 but one of the things I think is kind of interesting here is this uh, three-year retroactivity for transfers that were done. Um, so if you do planning now, mm-hmm. there's a potential in some circumstance for some retroactivity. But in general, there's it's it's you know the effective date is not going to be until 2017, probably tw- sometime in 2017. I'm tell- telling the wealthy families I know who haven't done this that they should do this by the end of the year. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? Yeah, I mean, because I why think wouldn't it, you? it's not a risk-free transaction. You know, I don't want to like right, give but that if impression. You don't, but, but if you don't do it by the end of the year, you might just be shut out entirely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, at least, um, you know, do something. Yeah, because I found wealthy families, in addition to having no time, they think they're going to live forever. And so in many cases, the families have, you don't want to name any names, but the point is, in many cases, families have procrastinated. Uh, because they've gotten used to this $5.4 million exemption for spouse and having valuation discounts. They're like, well, I can worry about all of this later. Yeah. I think they need to worry about it before the year's over. Yeah, I actually have a family. That, that's the case right now. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's amazing. Because, uh, well, you, you weren't in business when the exemption was only $600,000 per person. Back then, it was really e- easy to get people motivated because that was nothing. Yeah. But it's a lot different now. Well, the nice thing about Brenda, uh, you've written several books, and if anybody would like a free book, just get a hold of you at your law office, right? How many books are you up to now? So I have six on my website on the home page. She had to go to the second hand there. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're talking about right here is actually a part of Chapter 6 in Estate Planning Secrets of the Affluent. And what I wanted to do for, for your listeners is if they put in IY money, they can get a free copy of the book, and we'll send it over to them. Wow. It's a great book. It tells all kinds of secrets. So just get on to GeigerLawOffice.com and look for that, folks. All the book there's a there's a nice little um, box on the front page there that you can find all these books uh, to help you with your estate planning, which I think is a nice offer. Not not too many law firms offer their own. Their so, but Brenda, you also, in addition to estate planning, I know we're almost out of time, but I want you to mention something else you do that's really important. It's called asset protection. It's sort of a new term for a lot of people. What is that? So it's it's a broad category of um, you, you know, if you're talking about asset protection for the person that is setting up the asset protection, mm-hmm. that's like a first party kind of a transaction. Maybe somebody sets up a domestic asset protection trust or an offshore trust to protect assets. Right, but for example, like Michelle's clients who own exotic cars, they own their own private plane, they own mm-hmm. six different houses. Yeah, or maybe they're setting up an LLC if they've got business property. Let's say they're uh, leasing out the plane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a bona fide business sure. use. Um, they can get some creditor protection that way. Or um, there's the flip side is giving asset protection to a beneficiary. So the way that you structure your trusts um, to provide some creditor protection, third party, that's actually easier to do. And mm-hmm. it's just a shame that so many people don't know about it. it is, it's, it's really not that difficult to do. But, but also the issue of how to protect retirement accounts, right? Yeah, yeah. In, um, in light of the, uh, the Clark case back in 2014, it mm-hmm. kind of uh, has a spotlight on that. And you can set up a retirement plan trust to protect retirement assets such as defined benefit plans, um, IRAs, 401ks for um, future generations. Hmm. Yeah, and that's important because as wealth disperses among generations, it goes from one person to two to eight to 20. It sort of brings in some issues sometimes. Other people have creditors, they get divorced, all kinds of things happen, right? Yeah. And yeah. we're in the midst of a big wealth transfer going on in this country. Largest right? one in the history of the country. Yeah. As yeah. the baby boomers die off, the kids exactly. are going to inherit, and uh, they yeah. have to learn all the, these minefields here and how to navigate these, right, Brenda? Yeah. You want to you keep the wealth in the family, not mm-hmm. give it to a bunch of creditors. Or in <laughs> Prince's case, give $200 million of your estate to the IRS. Yeah. He, is it true he had no estate planning whatsoever? Nothing. The yeah. artist formerly known as Prince? Yes. Uh, had no estate planning whatsoever. Unreal. No, no will. Mm-mm. Not one that's been found, anyways. So it, is, wow. it went to the state. No, it's it's going to be hung up in litigation in Minnesota for probably several years. He's got something like twenty something people claiming to be oh, re- related children. somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they'll have to get through that issue first before yeah. they can determine who will oh inherit. Oh my God! All the DNA evidence coming in now, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's fairly common though for entertainers. It is. To not have any estate plan. I know W.C. Fields had, had accounts under fake names in banks all over the country and maybe even outside. Oh, really? Larceny, yeah. Whipsnade. Yeah, he died with, uh, yeah. Well, I know, uh, well, Michael Jackson had no estate planning documents. 
No, really? I I think he did have. Well, well they were disputed. Yeah. I think there were yeah. multiple. Actually, I yeah, think there were multiple estate plans. It's been yeah. yeah, it's been hung up in litigation. It's been hung up in litigation yeah. ever since he passed. That's right. Whatever yeah. happened with Howard Hughes? We'll forget to that <laughs> sometime. <laughs> yeah, we got to wrap it right here though. But uh, thank you, Brenda. Very much. Thanks, Brenda. Thank guy, September twentieth, October seventh. There you go, Michelle St. Clair. Thanks for being our guest, Richard. Great seeing you, Justin Hart, our board operator. Thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanking, our account executive, and to Dave Smith, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iymoney.com. We'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye-bye.